Welcome to Sweet Valley Diaries, the podcast where we ask the question, is it cool for 16-year-old twins to share the captain of the basketball team? No, because that would be incest. Book number one, Double Love. Share the continuing story of the Wakefield twins and their friends, their laughter, their heartaches, and their dreams. Welcome to the very first episode of Sweet Valley Diaries. In each episode of Sweet Valley Diaries, I'll bring on new friends of varying levels of Sweet Valley fandom, whom I have subjected to the novel in question for that week. For our first episode, I have two ladies who are very dear to my heart and to my home, my two beautiful roommates, Sayla Carmen and Kat Hazelton. Thank you guys so much. Thank Hello. you for having us. Before we get into uh, the very first book, Double Love, mm-hmm. the first book in the series written in 1983, before either of you was born, mm-hmm. by like a number of years. like Ten of, years. <laughs> Ten entire years. Ten years. <laughs> So, I didn't even know these books existed. Well, that was the question. <laughs> Did you know the books existed? So no. 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 I you, think I knew they existed, but I'd never read one. So definitely never read one before. I think the mm-hmm. first time I heard about it was when I was reading Roxane Gay's Bad Feminist. Yeah. And she had an essay about it. Well, it's funny you should mention that because it was actually reading that essay that made me kind of realized that I'd been neglecting my blog, Sweet Valley Diaries blog, and thinking about a way that maybe I could uh, rekindle my excitement about it. I still wanted to keep reading the books, but um, I was also thinking a lot about making a podcast, and here we are, recording this podcast. So perfect. I don't know, I don't know about Kat, but I definitely grew up at, like, peak Mary-Kate and Ashley time. Oh, yeah. Ah. When they were, like, coming out with the, like, movies... Where it was kind of like they were going on this Home Alone kick, where they were taking oh, down sure. all yeah, these like, always, like international the bad guys in yeah. some sort of predicament, and then they, you know, yeah. saved the hot lifeguarder. I I remember like one of the books. It was like it might have been a mystery, like a mystery novel. I don't really, I don't really remember, but they were like on a cruise ship, and sure. that sounds right. Like solving some problem that the ship was having. It's cool that they yeah, know how to yeah. fix cruise ships. That's yeah, I know, right? Skill for they are pretty savvy twelve-year-old life on deck. Well, so two oh. blonde twin boys living on a All right. boat. Yeah. So we're finding a theme here. We've yeah. got Zach and Cody. We've got Mary Kate and Ashley, and of course we have Elizabeth and Jessica Wakefield, yeah. the lead characters who are really going to helm the entire Sweet Valley series. It's really about them mm-hmm. as the series unfolds. They kind of take a back seat to some of the other characters. They get their moment in the sun, but there is not a single book that doesn't focus on them primarily. Are there any books where they pull like an evil twin switch? Oh, like don't even get me started on what kind of evil twin madness is to come. Because it's like a soap opera where it's like someone's identical cousin shows up that's been dead for ten years. I love it. There are them evil twins as each other, and there are external evil twins. There are thriller series. There are super special editions, mysteries. It, the series went on for a really, really long time. A lot of stuff happens. Love it. So I'm just curious what your initial impressions of Jessica Wakefield and Elizabeth Wakefield are as we open the book. 
welcome to Sweet Valley. Here we are. Here are our main characters. Man, I wanted to like Elizabeth a lot more than I did. <laughs> because I, like, immediately, you know, Jessica was a huge bitch. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. She yeah. had ulterior motives. You just know it going in. But then, like, Elizabeth never stands up for herself. Mm-hmm. And to me, that is just so irritating. And I get it. Like, you know, it's all for, like, dramatic effect. But it's also infuriating for me to read. Oh, (laughs) totally. To watch it unfold. So even for listeners who have read Double Love, uh, which is probably a lot of them since it is the first book in the series, Mm -hmm. they probably don't remember what happens in the very first chapter of the first book. So, uh... It's not unusual, like what we're describing is typical of pretty much every chapter of every book in, of a Sweet Valley High series, but specifically what's happening is Jessica is complaining about being uh, the ugliest person alive. She Which gets sucks through, when you've got an identical twin, because they're yes. the second ugliest. She gets Bye. through the whole description of her ugliness, where the author cleverly points out through every line... Yeah. How beautiful this person that's talking is. Right. And then Elizabeth chimes in, what am I, Miss America? You know, hello, I'm your identical twin here. Right. As the book goes on, we see that Jessica clearly has very high opinions of herself and of her... And a little bit of a skewed perspective. Oh, maybe. <laughs> a little bit. So, in the first chapter, that's happening, and the other big thing that happens is that there's a phone call to the house mm-hmm. from... Todd. From Todd Wilkins. Todd Wilkins. <laughs> what a fox. We'll have to talk. We'll talk specifically about just how foxy Todd Wilkins is. Yes. But so he uh, calls. He wants to talk to Elizabeth. Jessica says Elizabeth is busy. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth is not busy. Doesn't she say like Liz is on a date with some other boy or She something? constantly throughout this yeah. book is talking about how busy and popular Elizabeth is for reasons unknown. Um, we know that Elizabeth has a huge crush on Todd Wilkins. But before we get into that, let's talk a little bit about Elizabeth as a character, or like the twins. Mm-hmm. So we've got, they've got, their, the descriptions that come in every book come at the beginning of this book, of course. In the future, it's that thing like, did you guys ever read Babysitter's Club? Mm-hmm. Yes. Those books always, like, the second chapter you could just skip. Because it was always, like, Claudia eats a lot of candy bars, even though she's diabetic. Christy's a tomboy who has a big family. It was always, like, right right down the line. Yeah. You could just skip it. And this book, these books don't quite have that. But they do all describe the most beautiful girls. I know. A perfect size six. They're five foot six. They have beautiful blonde hair. I think I wrote down that this book describes Jessica's perfectly shaped bronze thigh. Yeah. Yeah. And like later on it talks about her like long tan legs and just like yeah. right. She's complaining about how skinny her legs are and it's like perfectly shaped. Yeah. Right. She's like calling them chopsticks. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really? So they both look like that. Yeah. Um and we're getting that Jessica's kind of a bitch and that Elizabeth is like kind of a pushover. Kind of? <laughs> Like, basically. She's literally, like, the doormat. Well, I'm very glad to hear you guys say this, because there are a lot of people out there that strongly identify as a Jessica, and this book especially makes me feel like, how is that possible? Oh, I know several Jessicas. (laughs) I don't know if I would identify with her, but I know several Jessicas. (laughs) And, I mean, Jessica's creativity in the sense that, like, she just makes shit up. 
She like, is a very, all the time. She is a very creative liar. Yeah. yeah. But maybe that's the whole point, that they kind of complete each other, even though they have... Because well, Jessica likes to boss people around, and Elizabeth's okay with Yeah, even though, even though, like, it seems like Jessica takes advantage of Elizabeth. I mean, as you see towards the end of the book, she kind of gets her, her revenge yeah. a little bit. But Elizabeth also tries to at least kind of keep Jessica in check. So I think they balance each other out. See, I didn't get that at all because you you constantly have these italicized thoughts where she's she's just like, no, I'm not going to say anything. It's not worth it. Oh my God. And I'm yeah. like, bitch, it is worth it. <laughs> I have the biggest smile on my face right now listening to you guys talk <laughs> about Elizabeth and Jessica and debate their merits. I think the idea that they're... Two halves that together make a full, healthy person is just so beautiful. But also, yes, totally. I underline, now now having read a lot, a lot, a lot of these books, I get so mad because, going back to the first one, I can see how it was planted in the very beginning. Like, basically the root of every problem in this book, which we'll get into in a second, what the problems were, is that people just aren't being honest about their feelings. Yeah. And if Elizabeth had just said, Jessica, I have a crush on Todd, Jessica would have backed off because she doesn't care that much about Todd. Yeah. So we'll get to that in a second. Of course, then you wouldn't have this book. Fair enough. We know (laughs) conflict conflict is the heart of uh, any drama. (laughs) So um, one more thing about the basic setting before we launch into the further details of the plot. Um, so we live in Los Angeles. Yeah. This is set in the fictional Sweet Valley, California. Do we think this is like somewhere nearby? This oh, I yeah. hundred percent. Sweet Valley. <laughs> okay. Like, no, this is like NorCal. 2.0. I, I honestly, I immediately thought Pacific Palisades. Yeah. Like, I hand, hands down, this is like some privileged shit. <laughs> like, they are so in their own bubble. It's, yeah. Almost comical. So, the very beginning of the book, we find out that Jessica and Elizabeth have pledged Pi Beta Alpha. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because high schools have sororities yeah. now. I was like, what? <laughs> Apparently, that's a thing. That's definitely that not a thing. There's a fraternity, too. Yeah. What? They are too young for that stuff. And I yeah, have to I say, confused. like, no offense to any sorority people out there, but... Another thing that puts me... <laughs> hey. What, you want to you rep your sorority here? Woo, Kappa Kappa Gamma. <laughs> okay, so, but I felt like Jessica was so invested in getting into Pi Beta Alpha PBA, and Elizabeth is like, eh. she's not like not gonna do it, but it's like, I'm gonna do it because Jessica's gonna do it, and we do everything together. Exactly. Yeah. And she's a little bit weirded out, even that Jessica cares so much. I so, mean, it is a little weird how much Jessica cares. Yeah. It's like, dude, does it really matter that yeah. much? When they read the names of who got in, um, Elizabeth is nervous that Jessica got blackballed, which is something that becomes important in later books. Because they totally do that, like, fake out, where it's like, oh my god, only one of them's gonna get in, and of course it's the one that doesn't give a shit. Yeah, that was really cruel. They called Elizabeth's name, like, five minutes before Jessica. And then Enid gets in, and I'm like, why does Enid want to be in this? Yes, Enid Rollins, Jessica's, I'm sorry. Elizabeth's best friend. Yes, Yes. Enid Rollins, Elizabeth's best friend, who Jessica is so mean to constantly. She calls her wimpy, and in this book, something I don't think continues that much, she constantly refers to her as Eeny, like E-E-N-Y, yeah. which is a really shitty nickname. Especially, yeah. I feel bad, I'm like, how tall is this girl? I definitely imagined her as very short. Kind of like me, short, 
brown hair. Like, sadness. Glasses. Yes, actually. <laughs> do you have a dark secret? Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, but now that Kat, <laughs> yeah, you do. Now that yeah, Kat I do. has thrown sadness into the ring, Aww. I think I want to rescind my previous comment. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll talk about how you identify as Enid as unEnid uh, later. Yeah. Um. But she's very Jessica's very mean to Enid, and Elizabeth is like. She knows that Enid is really cool. I actually mm-hmm. really like this about Elizabeth, that she doesn't mm-hmm. really... I mean, I would love for her to defend Enid a little bit more, but I like that she's like, all right, Jessica, if you don't want to like a really cool person because she's not loud, then yeah. that's fine. That's your business. You can go hang out with Lila Fowler, who's like the biggest bitch in school. <laughs> <laughs> and who you kind of hate. Yeah, like, they're yeah. serious frenemies. Lila doesn't factor in too much. I'm in like, does story. Jessica actually have friends in this? Or is it just people that she, like, occasionally hangs <laughs> she out manipulates with? manipulates. Um, yeah. And accuses of things. Yeah. But we're getting ahead right? of ourselves. <laughs> so, um, Todd calls the house. Uh, Jessica feels the call, and Elizabeth jumps straight to Todd and Jessica are, like, having a thing. Yeah. She's really nervous about Todd liking Jessica, because who wouldn't like Jessica? All the boys like Jessica. Again, never mind the fact that they're twins, they look the same, and Elizabeth is more interesting. And a nicer person. But I think the books aren't wrong that high school guys might be more attracted to the, like, ostentatious, like, Definitely. sex pot. Like, she dresses more sexy. Yeah, not the yeah. quiet girl sitting in the back doing your homework. She That's is, not interesting. She's yeah. al- Jessica's already borrowing Elizabeth's clothing. Yeah. Right off the Quick bat. Quick aside, what is a tuxedo shirt? <laughs> and a bow tie, apparently, she was wearing. What is that? The, okay, on first take, I was totally imagining just literally one of those t-shirts with a tuxedo printed on oh, the front. Me too. And I was like, nice. It's clearly dressy. Well, because then I had the other extreme the of 80s. like those powder blue like it tuxes with like a frilly shirt underneath it. I think I that's like that. kind of the, I, I think exactly. it is, it's got like the double, like the breast, like yeah. the kind of shirt you would wear with the tuxedo. I think it must be. Okay, because that's kind of what I was like, well, it can't be the t-shirt because that'd be weird. All right, I'll see if I can find the picture. I kind of imagine this kind of slutty looking halter top. All right, so we have so much more to go in the story. <laughs> so um, the other thing that comes up in the first chapter is that dad, Ned Wakefield, yeah. their father, who is a lawyer, has been working late a lot, and he's going right. to be working late again. Working. Um, he's working, yes, with Mariana West, who is his assistant, and she's very beautiful divorcee, which is important. Recently divorced. We'll come back to that. So... Yeah. We go to school, and Jessica um, steals the car real quick. Yeah. Uh, 16-year-olds like, should there. not drive a Fiat. Well, no one should drive a Fiat. But she, yes. like, parks it, and then Jessica steals it. Well, first and, like, of all... parks it next yeah. to the hot guy. Let's, yeah, let's uh, bring some more context to the situation. So, basically, Jessica throws a hissy fit because she's not allowed to drive the car. Because, because she, she got, got in an accident. In an accident. And so Elizabeth gets to drive the car, and Jessica just bitches about it the entire like time. Like, it's Elizabeth's fault that Jessica yes. got in trouble. That she got in an accident. Yep. And Elizabeth just tunes it out. Jessica then is like, gets a big smile on her face, and suddenly the car is gone. Elizabeth makes a date to see, uh, to meet with Todd later right. on, and so she's really excited about that. Fast forward to the end of the school day when Elizabeth sees Todd and Jessica drive away in the Fiat. Which yeah. she forgot to get the keys back from Jessica. So. Yeah, no, yeah. Jessica gave her a hug and stole the keys. Yeah, so that she could make a grand entrance. To that basically school. tells you everything you need to know about Jessica. Wakefield. Pretty much. Yeah. 
And she parks it next to the Porsche. Yeah, the Porsche owned by Bruce Patman. Bruce Patman. Yep. I don't know if this comes up in this book, but Bruce Patman's license plate, incidentally, is one Bruce one. Of course it so is. So that tells you about right. Bruce Patman. Yep. He's very sexy. All in the um, license plate. Yep. But in this book, exists mostly just to be kind of a rich jerk. Yep. Uh, doesn't play a huge role. So um, Elizabeth is really upset that Jessica and Todd have driven away together. And then somebody comes into the newsroom for the school newspaper and asks Elizabeth about the eyes and ears column of the Sweet Valley High newspaper at the Oracle. Mm -hmm. They don't know who writes the eyes and ears column, which is this gossip column. Um, We know that Elizabeth writes it and uh, nobody else has any idea. And that sets up this idea that who, if you find out if the students at Sweet Valley find out who writes the eyes and ears column, that person gets like dunked in a pool at some sort of, Party. With their clothes on. Yeah. With their clothes on. So yeah. hold that, hold on to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but this person comes in and is like, whoever that person is should know that they should write in Isaiah's about the hot new couple. Wasn't it Lila Fowler that told her oh, that? I thought it was like Kara Walker. Oh, Kara. Kara She's Walker. like the third mean girl of Jessica yeah. and Lila. Yeah. Is Kara Walker. So Kara Walker comes in and she thinks it's so funny. Like it's such a good scoop because they're both captains. Right. Um, Jessica Wakefield, captain of the cheerleading squad, and Todd Wilkins, captain of the basketball team. They were Match made in heaven. Just like One Tree Hill. Exactly. So that's what Kara says. Just, or she says, Elizabeth, you have to write about this. It's just like One Tree Hill. And um, Elizabeth is crestfallen, but like is super keeping it to herself. Yeah. Again. I'm not going to tell anyone. No, but doesn't no. she tell like the news editor... Oh, Mr. Collins, but I think she doesn't she name names. Vents to him about like the boy that she likes yeah. or something. Mr. Yeah, Collins, that's funny. Mr. Collins is like the only voice of reason in this whole series. Especially, it's kind of weird because they like describe him as like a good-looking, he's, like older teacher. He's really sexy, and yeah. I was like, that's kind of weird. It oh is yeah, kind of weird. Definitely weird. Um, but very sexy and has a very close relationship with Elizabeth. So not at all weird. Plot no. for another book. Right. <laughs> Jessica is out with Todd. We learn later that Jessica has told Todd that she's going to explain things to Elizabeth. And that it seems like she's maybe cooked up some lie that dragged Todd away. She's literally scheming on like page four yeah. already. Yeah, she's got lots of schemes. She, In fairness to Jessica, she doesn't fully get how in love with Todd Elizabeth is and Elizabeth doesn't tell her because she's like if Jessica's happy I want her to be happy I'm not gonna step on that yeah exactly and at this point she doesn't know that Todd's actually interested in Elizabeth also right and this is the beginning of the complications that arise because they look the same Mm -hmm. so it's like Elizabeth even thinks at one point, like, oh my God, that moment we had when we locked eyes across the cafeteria, he thought he was looking at Jessica. It all makes sense now. Yep. That's why he was looking so lovingly at me. Exactly. Elizabeth comes home. Her brother, Stephen Wakefield, is there. Stephen's a college student. Mm-hmm. And Apparently also very attractive. Super hot. Every Wakefield is hot. Almost everybody in Sweet Valley is hot. It's hot. Yes. Exactly. And There's like two unfortunate looking people, and that's it. Yeah. Winston Egbert... And Enid. Oh, Eeny Rollins. Oh, I never really got the feeling that she was unattractive. I just got the feeling that Jessica thought she was like a nerd. I think nerdy and Sweet Valley is code for ugly. Oh, you I might guess. be right about that. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so we'll meet some more less attractive people later, but 
uh, Stephen's home. They he and Elizabeth engage in this weird conversation about like how ugly they both are. It's like a fun game they play where they tease each other for yeah. being ugly. Oh man, must be nice. But Jessica takes like severe offense to it. And then he's like, "Woman, make me a sandwich." Yes. Do we remember that part? <laughs> That's like verbatim what he says. And then she right? does it. She does too. Yeah. It's Elizabeth or Jessica. Elizabeth. Of course it is. I don't know why I even asked. Because then Jessica comes in and like interrogates. Steve about why he's home and what his intentions are. And tries to set him up with Kara Walker. Yes. Right. Becomes important later, but Who that's is many. in high school. Which is also really weird because why would you want to set people up with your brother? Well, and in fairness to Steven, he's like, Kara Walker, she's a little young for me. Exactly. And Jessica's like, she's really matured a lot. <laughs> she's, she's ready to date 16. college men. Yeah. That is exactly what she says. She's ready to date college men. Like, so, yeah, that's, that's odd. I have to just point out, I read this book on, like, a Kindle version of this book that I borrowed from the library, an yeah. ebook, and one of the many very strange popular highlights was this line uh, from Jessica um, after she's upset that Stephen and Elizabeth keep calling each other ugly. Mm-hmm. It says, You wouldn't think it was funny if you really were gross-looking, Jessica said, shuddering at the thought of having anything other than an attractive family. Oh my god. But also, (laughs) let's not forget, like, eight hours ago, she was complaining about being the ugliest person in the world. You're so right. You can't deny it. Jessica tries to get Todd to ask her to a big dance that the sorority and the fraternity are throwing together. She's dropping a lot of hints. Todd because he's not into Jessica, is like, okay, well, you'll find a date. Good luck, sweetheart. Right. And she is livid. So pissed. So she walks right out the door, and and who should pull up in his, uh, I don't remember, some kind of sexy car he's driving. Do you remember Camaro? That? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, but are we talking, like, 80s Camaro, or, like, he's got a classic 60s? I'm gonna go with 80s. I don't know. Knowing Rick Andover, who is the person in question, Rick Oh, but Andover, this is Sweet Valley, so yeah. maybe it is. His daddy probably bought him, you know, a 60-whatever to help him fix it up. Rick Andover pulls up in his Camaro, and he says... Um, some gross Hold shit. On. I got Something it. About, like, I got it. Heaven. I found it. Pardon me, heaven. Which way to Mars? And Jessica's like, what? Damn. <laughs> Literally, what? <laughs> <laughs> so she's like grossed out and turned out at the same time by Rick Andover. And she goes in the car with him. She makes a well, date with like him. Well, he's like hot and dangerous, but also like a little bit weird because he's 16 and like dropped out of school or something. He dropped out of high school. Yeah. He's yeah. the bad boy. He's like so openly lecherous. And there's something about that that really appeals to her. And she doesn't get creeped out until like later. And like really none of this was like, warning, warning. Yeah, she sneaks out on the date with Rick Andover and he takes her to Kelly's, where she's never been to Kelly's before, and orders her a boiler maker. And suddenly she's all like... I don't want to be here. This is she realizes what a bad idea it was. Yeah, I'm like, no shit, you didn't know where that was going. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely. I mean, I don't want to like ever say that Jessica asked. I mean, she be, knew where it was heading. She clearly she just, like, knew. went with it. Not only did she know where it was heading, like that was what she wanted. And, and then she's like down to drink beer, but draws the line at whiskey. Oh, she doesn't know what a boilermaker is. The waitress serves it, and she's like, oh, thank God, it's just a beer. Like, I'm 16, but it's cool for me to just drink a beer, which is right. one of the truer things. But like, nah, man, not whiskey. And then she's like, oh, he's getting really drunk. He's like slurring his words, blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, no, a few more drinks, and he can't drive. I'm like, yo, he's already drunk. He picked you up drunk. He's like always drunk. He's Rick yeah. Andover. At the very least, he's drunk enough to punch a guy who tries to keep him from following Jessica out of the restaurant or out of the bar, Kelly's, 
and then the cops come immediately. I know. I love how quick their response time is. Damsby Valley. It's a small town that really cares about its uh, law-abiding citizens. So the cop asks Jessica her name, and she's like, oh, you don't even know that. But he's like, nope, I really do. I'm going to tell your parents. And she's like, Wakefield. And he's like, oh, Elizabeth Wakefield. That's my daughter Emily's friend. And Elizabeth, I'm sorry, Jessica is like, uh, okay. (laughs) And she just, she's, the book describes it like she's just so caught up in her own feelings that she didn't even think to correct him. Um, Really? Because the first words out of my mouth if someone called me the wrong name were going to be like to correct them. Yeah. Well, and so the cop is like driving her home, decides not to tell her parents, hooray, except then he gives her this really specific dressing down as he, as she's standing on the street. He's like, listen, Elizabeth, don't go to Kelly's. Don't get in bar fights. Don't hang out with your Andover. dialogue. (laughs) Yeah. So just like everything, like basically gives down all the specific rundown of what she did and calls her Elizabeth. And who hears this, their neighbor, the very nosy Carolyn Pierce, who... Uh, then proceeds to tell the phone whole is the switchboard for Sweet Valley High gossip. Yeah, and, and and it's a white princess phone. Oh, of course. So she spreads this rumor very quickly, which she thinks is true through the right. whole school. And the school well, according it's true to too. what she saw, it totally is true. Yes, yeah. I saw Elizabeth Wakefield, and she got arrested. She was hanging out with Rick Andover. Yeah. She was at Kelly's drinking. There was a bar fight. Holy shit! Yeah. And the whole school is like, oh my god, I can't believe Elizabeth had an inner. Yeah. Like, Bruce Patman is even like, oh, I didn't know you had it in you. Well, and, of course, because then he's like, oh, damn, hello. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then Jessica does nothing. Jessica does exactly. nothing. Even Elizabeth when Todd starts, like, freaking out and trying to confirm, like, that this was Elizabeth. Well, who yeah. also, by the way, everyone just, like, believes. Yeah, even Todd. Todd is very sure. He even says multiple times, like, it's a fact. It just is a fact. Yeah. yeah. And Enid, even, even the Enid. only one. But even Enid at first is like, Elizabeth, you can tell me anything. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's okay, we're friends. You can be honest with me, which is probably leading to some secrets that Enid oh, maybe wants to reveal. Sure. But yeah. you can tell me anything. But Elizabeth is like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. And then Enid is like, okay, well... I I think that it happened, but I'm I'm past that now. Like I just yeah. forgive you. She's very and Elizabeth's on, like, like, what is going on? Well, Enid has a crush on this guy, Ronnie Edwards, and Ronnie Edwards is gives this whole talk when they're hanging out the beach. It's Enid and Ronnie Edwards and Todd. For yeah, some Todd reason. like third wheels it for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> and Ronnie is like, oh, I can't believe Elizabeth Wakefield. I could never hang out with somebody that would do something like that, yeah. which is a weird yeah, attitude for a teenage boy to have anyway. But then Todd is like, oh, yeah. And it's like polar happened. opposites because he's like, oh, my God, I could never do that. And then what's his butt with the Camaro is like, oh, my God, that's so hot. <laughs> oh, the one with the Porsche. Or, yeah, the one with the Porsche yeah. is like, oh, my God, that's so hot. Yeah, Why so we hot. Like, oh, like now. I, I never looked at you twice before, but now right. that's Bruce Patman. That was probably like the, the one time that I really admired Elizabeth was when she confronted Bruce Patman because that yeah. was some of the greatest comeback work oh yes I have seen her do in but this then book. also do you remember what she said she says oh man it's so good I'm gonna find it uh so Bruce is so impressed with this theoretical like crazy thing that Elizabeth did and how like wild and awesome she is she actually he, he actually calls her Roadhouse Rhonda. Yeah, he calls her Roadhouse Rhonda and then is like, 
like, want to go on a date with me? Like, he insults her. He's totally nagging her, right? Yes. Oh, for sure. And then she goes, Bruce Patman, I'd rather stay home for the rest of my life than go anywhere with you. (laughs) And then... Awesome. And then, so, Winston is standing there, and he... And, uh... Elizabeth tells Bruce that she already has a date, and Winston speaks up well, from behind Bruce her. Well, because Bruce is giving her shit, like, no, you don't, like, I don't yeah. believe you. Yeah, And So then Winston saves Winston's the like me, and Bruce goes, you, the joke of the school, and then Winston, Winston delivers this treasure. Yeah, well, maybe I'm a joke, but you're an insult. <laughs> Classic Winston Burn. Egbert. And then, and then Bruce goes, you stupid nothing. I'll fold you up and stuff you in the trash can. <laughs> I totally respected Elizabeth after this because Winston's just like, hey, yeah. She's like, thanks so much. And he's like, yeah, you're welcome. Bye. And she's like, no, like we're going to the dance, yeah. right? And yeah. like kind of holds him to it, which is awesome. These because are all things. Great I, like, I would go on a date him. with Winston. Yeah. I mean, he totally just saved your ass. Yeah. Like, and, and he's like funny. And he's yeah. so funny. Exactly. And she even says in the book, like, I'll go we'll have a good time all right so we can accept Winston Egbert <laughs> as a potential suitor for Selah yeah um he has a little bit of a rude sense of humor but you know he's a class clown he does what he can yeah. he throws it all out there and I dig like that and it's not he doesn't have like malintention behind it it's no. just he says it right the other thing that I really like about Elizabeth even though it's kind of a, another pushover thing but I think there's integrity to it is that when she confronts Jessica about this rumor Jessica's like, well, what do you want me to do? Like, do you really want me to tell everybody that this didn't happen? Yeah. And Elizabeth is kind of like, you know what? Real friends of mine wouldn't believe this. So it's okay. And she does, yeah. now she does want Jessica to tell Todd. And Jessica agrees to tell Todd. And but Jessica does bitch. tell Todd. No, she does. Yeah, but she doesn't convince him. That's She's true. So they're back at school. Tells him, look, it was me. Todd says, oh my God, that's so noble. It's the most noble like, thing I've ever heard. Sister. I yeah. think that's his direct quote. It's like, that's the most noble thing I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. And then he fucking kisses her yeah. right on the spot, yeah. asks her to the dance because... But I'm like, okay, so Todd might not know these girls very well by now because he's like projecting Elizabeth's personality mm-hmm. onto Jessica. Onto Jessica. And it's like, yeah. oh my God, you're protecting your sister, which is, I feel like what Elizabeth would do and kind of is doing because she's just letting herself take the blame for this shit. The point stands, Elizabeth is right, that, like, somebody who really was friends with her wouldn't just believe this. Mm-hmm. And Todd believes it so fervently. Everyone doesn't want to believe so it. Quickly. Well, this is, like, the number one thing in this book that makes me say, like, okay, stop. This is bullshit. Because why would anybody in this entire school honestly think that it was Elizabeth and not Jessica? Like, why w- haven't they seen the parent trap? Like, why wouldn't they just put this How together right no away? no one said, like, oh, I would have thought Jessica would do that? Yeah, that sounds more like a Jessica thing. Like, probably a mix-up. Right. Yeah. But nobody does. They all think Elizabeth is uh, just a wild child now. And Jessica doesn't do anything about it, except for apologize to Todd. She must be able to tell that Todd didn't believe her. But I think in her heart of hearts, she's like... Well, I told him. Exactly. So, therefore, she's Not my fault. She's righted her wrongs in her mind. Okay, so a couple of B-story things that are happening right now. Stephen Wakefield, their older brother, home from college, seems like he has some kind of secret. Right. And when Jessica um, is confronted by Elizabeth about what she's done, Jessica immediately changes the subject because she's genuinely distraught. She's just found out that Stephen is dating Betsy Martin. Betsy Martin, who... 
Isn't is, she like a hooker and she's a drug addict? <laughs> she's a hooker, yeah. She's easy. Okay, whatever. She's always on drugs. Yep. She's been on drugs for years. Yeah. And their father Which is, is probably just like pot. I know, right? Yeah. This is Sweet Valley and But she's it's 16. Sweet Valley. Mr. Martin is like bombed out of his mind all day every day. So yeah. how could Steven date his daughter, who is also a known whore? Yeah. And they're very upset. Eventually, they confront Stephen about it. And Stephen is like, no, 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 not Betsy Martin. And they're even like, oh, thank God, because Betsy Martin is trash. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I know. (laughs) She's trash. And that's why I didn't want to be seen with her sister, Trisha, who's the one I'm really dating. And man, that was a big mistake because she found out I was embarrassed to be seen in public with her and she sent me packing. Now I'm so depressed that I'm going to save my bed all day. Go, Trisha. I love how also literally everyone in this book like Elizabeth is so in love with Todd and then Steven's like I'm so in love with Trisha and it's like yo you probably just met well and then eventually Ned Wakefield like talks Steven out of his um, depression and is like you need to just go talk to Trisha which is basically the way that everything in all of these books is solved if you tell the truth yeah (laughs) just like expose your feelings guys it's not that hard so Stephen shows up to Trisha's house where Trisha Martin is walking her like super drunk father to bed and is like, Daddy, just sleep it off. And Which is so depressing. It's but so then depressing. she's also immediately just like livid with him. And he's like, yes. oh my god, I was such a dick. And she's like, I'm so sorry. And he's like, I love you. And she's like, I love, I love, you, I love too. you too. Yeah, so immediately. Storyline yeah. over. Immediately she goes from, I thought I told you I never wanted to see you again, to I love you too, Steven. So they're in love. Everything is cool. Uh, meanwhile, there's the big dance. Right. Um, Elizabeth goes with Winston. Jessica goes with Todd, but Todd cannot take his eyes off of Elizabeth the whole night, and Jessica notices. And Jessica's also awkwardly like staring at Todd the whole time to the point that Winston's like, "Hey, did you forget about me?" Elizabeth, Elizabeth, Todd. Yeah, Elizabeth, Elizabeth is staring yeah. at Todd. Elizabeth stares at Todd like the whole yeah. night, and Winston's so, like, "Yo, did you forget about your?" Date. Winston says something like, I think we're both here with the wrong people, mm-hmm. which is also acknowledging the fact that Winston, for some reason, has a huge crush on Jessica. Of never going to happen. Everyone it's like does. Screech and Lisa. Like, it's never going to happen. So It's like a classic princess and the frog situation. Yeah, always. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth, though, doesn't seem to fully notice that Todd has been staring at him all night. Even though she's been staring at him all night. Well, regardless of whatever hope Elizabeth has at the end of the dance, it is dashed when what should happen, but... Todd doesn't kiss Jessica goodnight. He gives her a kiss on the cheek. Like she goes in for the kiss though, and he, he like avoids. He it. kisses her in the cheek like a brother. Yep. And Jessica is not having any of this. She is going to destroy him. Immediately. It's like the snub of the century. But the then I was like so it. pissed because then she immediately just calls rape, and I was like, "Whoa!" Yes. <laughs> now we need to pause and talk about this because the measure that Jessica jumps to is to go tell Elizabeth that Todd has like been all over hands everywhere. I don't even want to talk about it. Like she even she does. She doesn't say he raped me, but she pauses in such a way like these books expertly do. They don't talk about sex. They say things like Miller's point, you know what happens up there. Yeah. And like maybe they were kissing, maybe they were dot dot dot. That's what Elizabeth is thinking about Jessica. And then it's just like it's just too horrible to think about. Like the book avoids mentioning sex. Yeah. Right. And that will continue. Yeah. But 
Jessica all but says he raped me because it's like his hands were everywhere. I don't even want to tell you. Yeah. And Elizabeth is distraught. She's she's immediately like, but again, he's dead to me. Exactly. Again, she just like immediately believes this totally outrageous thing about this person she supposedly knew. And this is the foundation of like the greatest romance that Sweet Valley will ever know. I'm such a bit, you guys, I'm so shipping Elizabeth and Todd forever. I can't help myself. <laughs> they just love each other so much. And I realize in reading this book, they their whole romance is based on just like a fundamental mistrust. Yep. Yeah. But I guess they didn't know each other that well yet. They couldn't have. Elizabeth basically is like, okay, I'm done with Todd. I'm going to move on. I'm going to date other guys. Jessica goes about her business. Like, life continues. Yeah. They're all at the Dairy Burger. The, um... Dairy with an I. Dairy with an I. Uh, The burger and ice cream hangout that everybody hangs out at. And, like... Because this is still the 1950s. (laughs) I was totally picturing like American graffiti at this point. Yes. They're all chilling outside with oh their cars. Oh my god! Like, we had the same. Soda. We had the same thought. I mean, and it technically never says when it's set. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But the tuxedo shirt. I mean, the tuxedo yeah, shirt. Means, uh, also, the the, the slinky the slinky dress that Jessica was yeah, gonna wear that like, was gonna make Todd pant. Pant. I know. Yes. She's, and she says it. It's not just like the book's commentary. Yeah, I'm like, her, no. I'm like, Bleh. She says it's definitely going to make Todd pant. This is the same girl that like a day ago was freaking out because she basically led on this like lecherous guy and he put his hand on her knee. Yeah. I well, mean, it says that he like moved up her thigh. Well, I don't want to call tease on anybody because that's not my place. But yeah. like, Jessica, think, just think a little bit. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Do you want to make a guy pant? Because it because he did, and it didn't work out very well. Yeah. She definitely does want to make him pant. She wants to make every guy pant. Exactly. But I think it's really just that she's a control freak. She doesn't, she wants everything to be on her own terms, which, which, you know what? Everything should be on terms that people both agree to. But the fact that she gets so mad when either things happen either way that aren't exact it's that aren't exactly the way that she was like when you plan out that consent is important boys and girls yes yes Yes. consent is important and that goes both ways and use a condom always (laughs) when you're at miller's point yes but like so consent is so important so jessica doesn't give her consent to rick andover and todd doesn't give his consent to jessica exactly so but then jessica's pissed when she like can't kiss Todd. She's a bad representative of womankind. So, anyway, um, what were we talking about? Oh, but Elizabeth's not much better because she doesn't stand up for herself. (laughs) She's a pushover. Yes, and that's and that goes back to them completing each other because if they just took from each other, things are winding down. They're at the Dairy Burger. Elizabeth's getting over Todd, and basically Rick Andover drunk shows up and essentially like carjacks them. Like yeah. He yeah. takes over the car, and they're like, oh my god, he's taking us to Kelly's. Like, not Kelly's. That's the, the bar, Kelly's. They like, just immediately know, like, just, where they're going. Yeah, hold on. First of all, he's going to carjack them and then stop? And That then makes sense. Jessica is like, this time the cops will arrest us for sure, and there'll be no way out of it. Yeah, but, because some dude just hopped in your car and took off. Like, what? <laughs> but because Todd Wilkins, also at the Dairy Burger, he sees this happen, and he's like, fuck no. He gets Well, he sees car. it happen, and at first he's all like, oh. and then he's like, he sees the terror in Elizabeth's face he's and a, just knows. He's a nice boy, 
who drives a Datsun. He's not like yeah. that flashy Camaro guy. Although, Rick Andover was also not driving the Camaro at this point. And they're like, I didn't know it was you in that car. And he's like, my car's in the shop. Yeah. So, Todd yeah. follows them to Kelly's, where, of course, Rick Andover was going, because it's the only place he goes. Yeah. Todd follows them there and gets out of a car and, like, blocks Rick's path. Like, no, you shall not pass. Right. And when Rick is like, fuck you, and punches him in the face, and then Todd, Todd totally just, like, takes him out. Yeah, because he's a captain of the basketball team. So then a very weird thing happens where Jessica says to Todd, Todd Wilkins, I could kiss you. And Elizabeth says, no, Jessica, it's my turn. My turn. turn. That made me so angry. Like literally so livid. I mean, but after that, Elizabeth and Todd are in love, so it's all okay. That scene's so Everything's dumb. fine. They're going to have a great and healthy relationship. Fine. And I'm just thinking like... Well, no, he like forgives her. Oh, yeah. For the whole Rick thing. And then she's like, that wasn't <coughs> me, you idiot. Yeah. And they had that kind of miscommunication earlier. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they were both, like, acu- yeah. sort of accusing each other of stuff. And yeah. he's like, but I forgive you, Liz. And she's like, you forgive me for what? I, after what you did? Exactly. Like, but he doesn't know either. He doesn't know what Jessica So they're both just like, of. what the hell are you talking about? Oh, and then and then Elizabeth really goes goes into it with Jessica. Yes. Yeah. And Jessica just comes clean and it's just like, I hate myself. Of That's course. Why I well, did this is the moment this. that we were kind of waiting for the whole book where finally Elizabeth is like, Jessica, we need to talk. Yeah. yeah. How could you possibly do something so horrendous to me? And, and not set the record straight immediately. Jessica yeah. cannot bear to be called to account. And she just like loses it. And she's, she confesses mm. very honestly, finally, a moment of honesty from Jessica where she's But it's like, like they've already tried to have this conversation. That's true. Yeah. And Jessica was just like, oh my God, I don't know what you want me to do. She's always changing the subject or like passing blame yeah. or like blaming on a misunderstanding. Now, actually, she kind of admits that she did it on purpose. I knew oh, yeah. that if I took the blame... I would get kicked out of cheerleading because no slutty cheerleaders is a rule at Sweet Valley that is hard to wrap your head around, but it continues, this thing. And um, if they find out, if they thought that I was up to no good, if they found out that I did this, I would not be allowed on the cheerleading squad anymore. If they, and Elizabeth is like, but what about me? And like the consequences for me. And Jessica says like, well, but there weren't really any because you're you. And also she says, if I would have asked you, wouldn't you have said yes anyway? Would she have said yes? What do you think? But Um, she totally would would have like, like not saying it's any better for Elizabeth to totally just be a doormat, but at least she would have asked. Yeah. Like, Hey, can you take the blame for this? It's a different kind of consent. (laughs) Right. That's the theme of this book, consent. So, so what I love, like maybe my favorite thing in the whole book is at the very end when you think that pushover Elizabeth is yeah. like, she's finally gotten her apology all squared away. She got the guy. But in, she got the guy. Yeah. Jessica doesn't care because she, she was never into not Todd. Yeah. about to let this go. And so she and Todd devised this awesome plan to like prey on Jessica's constant desire to borrow Elizabeth's clothes. Elizabeth dresses up in the tuxedo shirt, whole outfit that she let Jess borrow at the beginning of the book. Yeah. Then purposefully spills water all over Jessica's clothes right before they leave for school. Then sneaky, sneaky. plays up a very boring Elizabeth outfit as being like, oh, my new thing that I just pressed and I love so much to really prey on Jessica's desire to have all of Elizabeth's best things. Right. So that she gets Jessica into this very boring like jeans and blue Oxford button down mm-hmm. outfit. Mm-hmm. And then the three of them, Jessica, Elizabeth, and Todd, drive to school together. 
Elizabeth sneaks off, pretends to be Jessica, and tells everybody that Elizabeth is the Eyes and Ears column editor. And look, she's right down there next to Todd. So then all the guys come and grab her, and she's all like, oh my god, but I'm Jessica! And they're like, no you're not, you're Elizabeth, you're the writer of this column, and we're gonna throw you in the pool. They throw in the pool. This is this time she says she's Jessica right away. <laughs> right, <laughs> of course she does. Do. Exactly. <laughs> of course she does. Because she knows what this means. So we got through the whole book. I want to talk a little bit about boys. Oh, 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 who's a beautiful boy, who's a beautiful boy. boys we like boys, boys and, and cars, cars. <laughs> let's talk about boys in this book like obviously center in my mind and in my heart is the budding relationship between elizabeth wakefield and todd wilkins because todd is gorgeous todd is gorgeous todd todd's entrance like his first description in this book is like stuff from a romance novel oh my it's god elizabeth in chapter one they describe like when she's thinking about meeting eyes with him across the cafeteria and it yep. says as she caught sight of him leaning against the front railing his sky blue shirt open at the throat to reveal a glimpse of tanned muscular chest elizabeth's pulse took off at a gallop and then she goes on to talk about his blinding white smile and his coffee colored eyes dancing and it's just like yeah these people the are so hyperbolically described mm-hmm. they're very like, beautiful Sailor. they have the whitest smile the blondest hair well they live in the, the tannest legs so yeah. yeah that's why you want to hang out with them because they're I know really beautiful. the yeah. most this is this book is. is like I mean these books are just like a total escape yeah into so a very perfect world mm-hmm. that just has they're like know, the petty problem high school like, everyone's just, like, a cookie cutter. And then you've got, like, the few weird outcasts. So what do you guys think of Todd? Well, I mean, he's the star of the basketball team. Like, yeah. how could you not love him? I like Winston. <laughs> okay. Dude, Winston's the best. Sayla likes Winston. I, I ship that, Sayla and Winston. I'm all, about, I'm all about the underdogs. I feel like Kat's yeah. into Bruce Patman. <laughs> I mean, he drives a Porsche, and he's got a lot of money, so. All right. Meanwhile, I'm Todd Wilkins forever. Yeah. What can I say? Yeah. I love basketball. I'm into tanned yeah. chests. No, it's sky, all about, like, sky blue shirts. He's like the boy next door, but he's like also Fabio. I'm a little confused you know on how Todd actually looks, this but I'm down. Point. This I is like a fair it. Point. Actually, it's not even about the muscular chest or the like white teeth. It's honestly the way that his like every line to Elizabeth once they're like in love is so romantic that yeah. I fall for. I'm such a sucker for it. Even though I know cognitively that his line about they're only ever being her. Like, it was only you. It was always you, Elizabeth. Is like total bullshit because he kissed Jessica. He knew it was Jessica. Yeah. I mean, he was operating under a misconception that Jessica was more like Elizabeth than she is, but, right. like, he thought Elizabeth was kind of a hoe, you know? Yeah. But then when he found out the truth, he didn't, like, shun Jessica. No. Which is to his credit. Good job, Todd. I mean, yeah. it's good, but at the same time, it's like... You're not treating them fairly. It's like, kind of amazing that anybody's still well, but then to Elizabeth, Elizabeth the would, book. yeah. I mean, Elizabeth would immediately stick up for Jessica, and like, well, of course, like yeah. there, there's no way that Todd would not be able to talk to Jessica and still date Elizabeth. Yeah, 
Like, that would never yeah. happen. But then Jessica earlier is like, oh my god, I couldn't bear it if he picks me up for dates and you can't talk yeah. to him. That's why she says she's going to explain what she did to Todd, because she can't have Todd thinking that uh, Elizabeth is, like, a bad person, because when Todd comes to pick her up for dates, we don't want Todd not to talk to Elizabeth. It was like... That's so absurd. Well, and if she knew, she was really rubbing salt in the wound, but apparently she doesn't really know that Elizabeth has a crush on Todd, although she does offer Elizabeth the out, like, do you have a problem with me dating Todd? Because it seems like maybe you like him. There's your chance, Liz. Take it. She doesn't take it. As long as we're talking about boys, I just want to point out that when Rick Andover pulls up and sees... Elizabeth and Jessica for the first time. He very cleverly refers to Jessica as heaven and Elizabeth as heavenly. Because he's so smooth. No takers for Rick Andover? Nope. A beautiful boy is a beautiful boy is a beautiful boy. So now that we've talked about the whole book, you guys are familiar with the world of Sweet Valley, California, slash possibly Pacific Palisades. You've gotten to know our stars and some of their supporting cast. What would you say? Are you a Jessica or an Elizabeth? Let's start with Kat. I hate to say it, but I'm probably... I mean, I'm definitely a combination of the two. But probably more Elizabeth because even though she, like, is a total pushover, in the end, she still completely stands up for herself and even gets in a little scheming of her own to get some revenge. All right. What about you, Sayla? I... We already know you're Enid. Yeah. <laughs> but besides that, I would basically agree with everything Kat just said. Like, I, I wish I wish I maybe had... More of the confidence of Jessica. Yeah. But I think deep down, I'm pretty much an Elizabeth. Jessica knows she's hot shit, and yeah. she's not afraid to act on it. Which is funny, because she looks the exact same as Elizabeth. It really is. Who does funny. not know she's hot shit. Yeah. <laughs> I am deeply an Elizabeth, uh, for better or worse, mm-hmm. and there's no denying it, but the important thing is to know thyself. Say and it. love thyself. You know what, Sayla, if you want to identify as an Enid, I think you should just wave your Enid flag. Let that freak flag fly. (laughs) As you guys have now learned, having finished your first Sweet Valley novel, every book ends with a tease for what the next book is going to be about. Um, so I thought maybe I'd ask you, Sayla, to read the big tease for book number two, which Total will also it will also serve as a tease for episode number two of Sweet Valley Diaries. Yes. Drumroll, please. <laughs> what is the dark mystery in Enid's past, and how does Jessica use it to her own advantage? Find out in Sweet Valley High number two, Secrets. Ooh. Well, thanks everybody for listening to the first ever episode of Sweet Valley Diaries. The show is produced by me, Marissa Flaxbart, and I want to thank Lauren Shippen and Jocelyn Schofield. Her song, Beautiful Boys, is from the album A Witty Girl, and it's available on iTunes. I really love the album. There's another song on it called Bad Boy in High School that could totally have been written about that awful Rick Andover. I'd also like to thank Mary-Kate Battles, Don Flaxbart, and of course my delightful guests. Sayla Carmen and Kat Hazelton. Thanks for being game to k- kick this thing off with me. Thank you. Of course. Are you one of the many people out there who self-identifies as a Jessica? 
Do you ship Elizabeth and Todd as hard as I do? Do you have fond and or complicated memories of Sweet Valley to share? Email the show at sweetvalleydiaries at me.com or better yet, record a voice memo and send it to me. This podcast is a logical offshoot of the blog sweetvalleydiaries.net and we're on Twitter at Sweet Valley. Thanks. Miss America? Great. Share the continuing story of the Wakefield twins and their friends, their laughter, heartaches, and dreams. And Salo in the refrigerator. It's okay. And she's just gonna do that. Pause for room tone. <laughs>